The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Here I come to save the day. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and flapping those tender wings into space. Oh my! Yeah, so you're going to love this flap. one. Uh, okay. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, Apple watcher Don D'Onofrio is here with his thoughts on the Worldwide Developers Conference coming next month and other expected events this year. But first, we're going to roll on through some news. News, news. Do you have the uh, Apple market uh, valuation story in here? Uh, I don't, know. I... They are valued at $800 billion plus. That, that is, is a lot of dollars. That is not only a lot of dollars, it is the most, that is the largest valuation or the highest valuation for any company in history. Really? So they're... Um... They're like... They're like, I was joking, they're like bigger than U.S. Steel. I feel like, yeah. I feel like bringing into a Hyman Roth uh, accent yeah. from The Godfather. Yeah. Bigger than U.S. Steel. That's so are they, humongousoid. And so they're back bigger than, than Google now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Top yeah. dog company? I'm, I'm pretty sure they're pretty much bigger than Google. Remember when they were just a little struggling company little in the late nineties? You know that guy used to do Pepsi. Yeah, driving, exactly. Yeah, that was. Uh, and they were they were the underdog. They weren't the big dog. Yeah. And, you know, now look at them now. They have come back from that sad beige era. Beige, the sad beige era. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, the mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. You wondered if this quadro was going to be your last. Oh my, we're old. We're old, yes, we yes. are. We are. But hey, you know what? We get better with age. That's true. And we got some news. Uh, and we do have news. So um, so let us share some news here. News. Now, despite some last-minute hacking and an email dump right before the French election, uh, the hacked candidate, uh, Emmanuel Macron, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right in the French because I don't speak French, but anyway, that dude won this time. Macaron? Yeah, that oh, dude. Oh, no, Macron. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to mess it up. Macron, yeah, yeah. You know I'm going to mess it up. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was just, not the, the racist lady. It was the other dude. The racist lady. Yeah. I just completely insulted You said something French. dirty in French, probably. No, I didn't. I called him a macaron. Isn't yes. it like a, like a, it's a treat. Yeah, right? well, and we, yeah, the, the little, We call them macaroons here. We, yeah, which we have them at Passover. Yes, because we, we can't have anything else. <laughs> um, Anyway, he won. Uh, South Korea held its own presidential election earlier this week, right. and the liberal candidate there won. Right. Um, I'm not going to dare pronounce his name because I will mess it up. But Actually, anyway. I think I know how to pronounce this. Moon Jae-in. That sounds good. There you go. Yeah, all right. So so that dude won. He was the one who they were expecting to win, too. Yes. I know that it was Absolutely. sort of a crazy uh, sudden election because their previous president got ousted and, and there were all tossed, of these. I think uh, she's tossed in jail or something Yeah, like yeah. That. So, yeah. So that was that was dramatic too. So, so all these elections are happening and now the United Kingdom is gearing up for its June 8th day at the polls. Oh, that's right because they called for a special election. Yeah, the, right? the snap election. Not the Snapchat election but the snap <laughs> election. And uh, Facebook is feeling some heat over its role in uh, spreading the fake news there during the 2016 elections over here. And uh, because of that, I believe they are stepping up the fight against deceptive stories, misinformation, and downright horse hockey uh, with, of all things, a newspaper advertising campaign in Great Britain that is advising readers how to spot fake news online. So they're buying print space to tell people how to spot fake stories on the web. You ever seen that gif where the guy in a turtleneck, like it's obviously a 70s thing, he's so Yes. That's exactly what happened. You just blew my mind. Yeah, it, it, it took me a few minutes to realize, oh, really? So the, so they bought print advertising. Yeah. You know, it's kind of sweet in a way, and it's helping it the newspaper industry. Of course it is. But uh, they, they have done these ads, and there's basically sort of informational posters or whatever about how to uh, look at fake news. Right. 
how to identify it, right. what might be your clues that this is not a real story. The total lack of facts might yes, be yes. one, but that's Fact-free okay. Fact free is good. Yes. Uh, so, and, you know, the, the little bullet points of, of what to look for. Uh, so, so they're getting out there and they're trying to inform the public of, of these things are happening. So in addition to the usual tweaking of the algorithms uh, to identify and neutralize the false reports, the company says it's also uh, pruned out tens of thousands of potentially fake Facebook accounts over there. This pruning and tweaking. I yeah, can't pruning and up. tweaking. Yeah, they are, they are dumping the uh, hacker there's, bots, I guess, off the— dumping, too. This is too much for me. I know. I there's a lot of verbs going on here. <laughs> they— um, so they're getting rid of all these fake accounts, which right. I think was also a factor in in the fall election over here. Just a uh, bit, you know, especially when these fake accounts are created purely to uh, push fake stories. So yeah, all right. So let me get this straight: all the elections past November are getting all this attention. Yeah, well, I, I guess the the, the U.S. one uh, was sort of the uh, case in point well, of why why yeah, maybe some exactly. information needs to be shared uh, yes. about. Fake information. Yes, okay. So, so they are uh, busy, and, and they're going to have another election. Uh, the, the German one, I believe, uh, is later this year. Where so, they choose the leader of the free world? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh snap. Oh, snap. Yes, uh, that, that's coming up, too. I so. went political, J.D. You did. That was the first time in a while. But, you know, she's the head of, you know, the functional head of I'm the sorry. EU. Yes, so. she is. So, no uh, one could make a case. So we'll see if Angela Merkel uh, gets reelected there. I think, I want to say it's in September, but don't quote me because I am not a German citizen and don't know when the elections are. I'm but. impressed you didn't say Angela. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I would have said, I would have gone away. I always, I called her Angela Merkel for the longest To her face? Time. No, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because she and I are tight. I watch the BBC a lot and they always pronounce it that yeah, way. Yeah, you watch the classy stuff. Anyway, so, so, that, so that's what Facebook's up to. Uh, also in uh, Europe and Facebook news, an Austrian court has ruled that Facebook must take down posts that have been identified as hate speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, this The big takeaway in this particular case, though, is that the court said that the uh, hate speech troll poop must be deleted across Facebook's worldwide platform and just not within Austria. So that kind of makes it an international case. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, European courts have been stepping up rulings against social media sites to quickly remove violent and hateful posts on their sites. They're being much more proactive about this than over here because there's this whole mix of, well, it's free speech, no, it's hate speech. Right, and right, right. Over in Europe, where the hate speech laws are much stronger, they are moving much more swiftly on this sort of stuff. So uh, they are uh, really popping out the rulings there. The Austrian plaintiffs plan to take their case even further at Austria's highest court, where they want the authorities to make Facebook remove posts of similar content that just aren't cut and paste of the original hate speech. And they also want to force the company to identify holders of fake accounts who were created purely to troll and harass. So... Again, that touches uh, into the sort of uh, free speech issue over here, and I know there's a lot of users in countries where maybe they're seen as dissidents or there are regimes that do not want them to uh, be able to post freely, so this could be a uh, 55-gallon drum of worms here that could get ripped open. Yes, indeed. But uh, that's what's going on over there, Uh, and here in the States, uh, there's been some resistance to the Federal Communications Commission's uh, chairman's idea about rolling back those net neutrality rules. As he did a few years ago when the issue first came up, comedian John Oliver urged concerned citizens to file comments en masse on the FCC's website. He did. And I believe a lot of people did. He even had a shortened little URL. Uh, and while the reports of the FCC site uh, outright crashing under the strain of motivated commenters, the agency itself said it was the target of a dedicated cyber attack and it wasn't just angry nerds uh, that caused the problem. Well, it might have been. Angry nerds who started the yeah DDoS. yeah they, they, yeah they, I don't know who who was behind the the uh, cyber attack but it it could all be related 
But again, the uh, John Oliver, if, if you saw the show this week, he had a very impassioned defense of yeah. why we need net neutrality and what the motivations might be for those rules getting rolled back. And, and he, he was very strident in his opinion. So. A lot of people aren't fans of this new uh, FCC chairman. But. Yeah, they, they are not liking what's going on. Yeah. Some of these, uh, all the people who liked what happened the past eight years are not liking what's happening now. And yep. that is the uh, what happens pretty much with every uh, yeah. political uh, turn exactly of events. exactly what happens here. But moving on, um, Instagram has a growing number of users, uh, even though it hasn't always been as usable for people with phones that are incompatible or underpowered and not able to run the company's dedicated app. True. However, things are changing as Instagram seeks to add even more people to its growing user base. According to TechCrunch and other observers, the company has expanded the powers of its mobile website to allow photo uploads without having to go through the app. And uh, while photo editing through the mobile site is reduced to basically changing the crop or rotating the image, uh, users that only have feature phones uh, could start using Instagram. Uh, They can't afford a smartphone or can't have one for whatever reason, or they've got really slow bandwidth. But this could give them access into the world of Instagram. The things you can't do with the mobile website, though, uh, can't use filters, can't send direct messages, can't load videos, and those still require the full app. But uh, if you just want to, like, have your own little Instagram showcase uh, and mm-hmm. you only have a feature phone you could use it there yeah i'm still not on yeah you were, you were still blissfully away i um, jumped off yeah yeah now uh, snapchat is not sitting around and waiting for instagram to catch up with it this week the company announced its new magic eraser tool for limitless snaps as the blog post cheerfully explains we've all felt the frustration of not being able to fully enjoy a snap even after replaying it and we wanted to give you the option of allowing the recipient to enjoy your snap as long as they'd like After your friend finishes viewing the snap and taps it to close it, it will delete as usual. There's also a new loop tool for videos, so you can decide if your snap plays once or loops until your friend is ready to tap and go on to the next snap. What a time to be alive. Yes, you know, you're snapping, you're looping, you're Um, magic erasing. Unlimited snapping. That's just, I mean, you know, I can barely contain my enthusiasm. Back in the day. Back in the day. Imagine when we were on Usenet, who knew limited (laughs) snaps would be... Gee, I was just worried about the fact that I had limited snaps. Yes. And now I'm unlimited. Yeah. I'm untethered from limits. Loop till the cows come home. (laughs) The cows were probably using Instagram, but... Anyway, ah, ah. now... Uh, I mean, you know, I don't mean to be snarky about snaps, but, you know, come on, Snapchat, it's about the naughty pics. Mm-hmm. That's all we... Come on, we know. Some people want to loop those. They want to loop them naughty pics. Unlimited time, come yeah. Come on. But, uh, the, well, the, those people uh, now have an unlimited snap, sir. That's right. This might pique your interest here, because I it know might. you are a, a friend of Alexa. I am. In case you were wondering why the original version of Amazon's Echo Speaker was on sale earlier this month, uh, it's because Amazon was making room on the inventory shelves for the new Echo Show, which is a brand spanking new version of the interactive device that has a 7-inch screen. Yep. So we've got visuals now yes, with indeed. the interactive voice speaker. Yep. That screen can be used for video conference calls, displaying visual answers to questions asked of the Alexa software, and spying on your every move, or, um, excuse me, I mean, uh, showing uh, you the weather yeah. forecast and yeah, other helpful course. information. Of course. Yes, uh, they, uh, weather forecast, yes. yes. Harumph. Uh, yes. <clears throat> yes, uh, the new Echo Show uh, ships June 28th, and we'll have a list price of $230. Mm. Now, the uh, Video Echo was not the only thing Amazon announced this week. There's also a new communication service called Alexa Calling, not related to London Calling Mm. by The Clash. Uh, But uh, Alexa Calling lets users exchange voice calls, video calls, and text messages. And the voice calls even work on the older Echo speakers uh, that don't have the screens, you know, those sort of audio-only ones. 
people you call don't even uh, need to have their own Echo speakers either. Uh, they can just use the Alexa app for Android and iOS. And um, as you might have expected, the service is free. Free? Yes. Free. You're the product service free. is free. Of so. course. Yeah, you're the product. Yeah. Now, do you picture yourself making any Alexa calls or your son calling up uh, on, on your Alexa device there? That would be a total negatory. I see. That's not going to happen. Ain't going to have a screen. Not going to be calling because Boom Boom is going to get buck wild if that happens. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned that he yells at Alexa he and he does. likes to toy with her. Is there he a does. way that you can, like, lock it out, prevent him from ordering, say, 50 boxes of detergent or something? Now, the nice thing is that Alexa doesn't play well with young voices. Really? Which is, it was a good thing because he's got the little squeaky thing going yeah. on and, you know, it doesn't really register that. But yeah. I'm hoping that once he gets a little older, he's not going to be yelling and being as uh, mischievous, yes. as mischievous as he is now. So he can't say, Alexa, send me, a, you know, Lego Mindstorms and bill it to my dad. And, uh-huh. and he, yeah. he can't do that yet. He can't so. do that yet. All right. So, so that's a good thing. Yes. While we're staying in the interactive speaker subject here, Google Home, the smaller third-party players, and rumors of Apple getting into the interactive speaker market don't seem to be denting the popularity of Amazon's Echo line. The eMarketer Research Group uh, estimated that the Uber Mega Everything store has a 70% share of the market, which is up there. That's what the iPad had in its first year. Uh, That has diminished. But right now, uh, Alexa and Echo... 70%. 70%. Researchers also found that the people between the ages of 25 and 34 make up 26.3% of virtual assistant users. So millennials are uh, very happy with these yeah. uh, assistants, working them into their daily lives. Yeah. Now, uh, there is another Skywalker, I mean speaker, <laughs> on the horizon. Uh, the product Microsoft is partnering with uh, from audio gear maker Harman Kardon was officially announced yesterday is the Harman Kardon Invoke speaker. As you can guess, it's going to be powered by Cortana. Cortana. Yes, uh, and Harman Kardon, that's a, a very well-known very speaker well from, known. I think Samsung yeah. owns them now, right? I uh, think they do. I'm not quite sure about uh, that. Th- but they were kind of a sta- the big speaker company for yeah. a while, weren't they? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And well, you're familiar well with their products uh, and their audio uh, fidelity? Uh, yes, I am indeed. Yes, so so that uh, is coming out, but it's uh, only going to be audio only, and it's not going to be out till the fall. So uh, I'm wondering, is this going to get any traction if Amazon's already throwing screens and everything on, and we don't know what Apple's going to do in Google Home? Also still kind of audio only. I looked at the the Harman Kardon Invoke. Uh, they available in sort of the, the glossy black or the glossy white. Yeah. And, and the press picture had them side by side. There's a little blue glowing bit. But it made me think of salt and pepper shakers. And I don't <laughs> think that's what they had in mind. I don't think that's what they had in mind. Yes. Yeah, so so that's out there. But for the Cortana users, uh, yeah. this could be the speaker of your dreams. I don't see anyone threatening that 70% for a long while. Yeah. Going to have to have a uh, yeah. really significant technology upgrade to, I think, Absolutely. get people's I mean, attention. All they have to do is just upgrade the Alexa platform, a couple of tweaks, a couple of modifications on their speakers, and, you know. And it's tapped into a store that you can literally buy the kitchen sink in yeah. if you want. Ironically, you know who should be worried? Companies like Sonos. Yeah. They should be worried because they're treading very gently on their territory now. You yeah. know, they had the multi-room mm-hmm. setup and all that, the, you know, play all your music from the network. Work, they're yeah. the ones that got to be worried. Well, we'll see uh, see what happens the rest of the year. Yes, Who's going to dare to take on Alexa? And finally, and finally, when one thinks of Colonel Sanders and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, romance novels and rocket ships are not usually what come to mind first. No. But KFC is busting a move in both those directions. Now, for the former, the fast food chicken chain is releasing a free Kindle romance novel for Mother's Day called, and I'm not making this up, Tender Wings of Desire. 
And uh, the plot description reads as follows. When Lady Madeline Parker runs away from Parker Manor and a loveless betrothal, she finally feels like she's in control of her life. But what happens when she realizes she can't control how she feels? When she finds herself swept into the arms of Harland, a handsome sailor with a mysterious past, Madeline realizes she must choose between a life of order and a man of passion. Could love overcome lies? What happens in the embrace of destiny on the tender wings of desire? I am not making that up. It's free. You can find it on Amazon. But isn't Harlan Colonel Sanders? Yes. And I don't know how Colonel got to be a naval rank. Yeah. um, How did that happen? But there's a picture of Colonel Sanders in a sleeveless white with the string bow tie holding holding the lady. No. It's a 96-page novel. It's already gotten reviews on Amazon. I have stopped listening to you, J.D. You know you're going to download it and read it for the train (laughs) Yeah, that's a different question. That's a different thing. But right now, I'm trying to get a bucket of wings and some biscuits. I'm trying to prevent the, a little bucket parfait. the stroke that's about to... I'm smelling burnt oranges right now. No, you're smelling 11 herbs and spices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to rate it. Oh. Anyway, that, that's... I mean, whoever's doing the marketing for KFC is going nuts. And yeah. uh, and that's just the romance novel part of their plans. As wow. for the space part space. of KFC's plans, which I alluded to earlier, yes. if you've seen the recent TV commercial uh, campaign for the new Zinger sandwich, you know the chicken chain says its marketing campaign depends on sending a sample sandwich uh, on a rocket taking a ride to the stars. <laughs> And Rob Lowe is playing uh, Colonel Sanders now, too. In yeah, case they've been nobody... rotating. They've been rotating some stars in, in yeah, that yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. Rob's that. doing it now. Apparently, he's got quite a history uh, with KFC as a young Ohio boy. Oh, okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, your mind, mind went there. A little, yeah. yeah, okay. Fine. Yeah, so I think they, what I think they're probably planning on doing is paying one of the commercial rocket firms like SpaceX or Blue Origin to. Just yeah, send a takeout into space. You know, Zinger sandwich to the stars. Fire up a couple of Zinger sandwiches yeah. to the uh, Yeah, I don't know if they can get NASA station. to take, you know, a, a takeout batch to the <laughs> International Space Station. I don't know how the Zinger sandwich would travel. I guess it's kind of spicy. But they want to send the chicken sandwich into space. Uh, it could just be a marketing ploy, and technically you can send it into space but not really go all the way up to the space station. Right. You could probably strap it to a D engine on a model rocket if right, you will, and right. get it at least you know, a mile or so up there, but but they, they are making big plans there. So um, Let me tell you something. One of my fast food weaknesses, or one of my food weaknesses, period, is KFC. Mm-hmm. Like, I could go and have a bucket of KFC right now. Yeah. So I'm not going to poop all over them. I'm not mm-hmm. going to snark on them. Yes, because you're thinking about, you know. I'm thinking about. A delicious bucket. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Love some biscuits and get them mashed potatoes. That weird mashed potatoes yeah because you could also use it to put up all yeah, paper you yeah could, you could spackle with that thing. yeah but, but the uh, chicken's good and it's it's very and it's very popular you go all it over is. the world you see kfc wherever that's you right. go that's yeah. right so uh for those who are interested we will have a link to tender wings of desire if you would like to download the free book they have and they put this out for mother's day too <laughs> i guess it's oh, you know let mom you know take a load off let her read this romance novel and bring home a bucket of KFC so mom does not have to cook and happy Mother's Day and flowers are going to die anyway. You know, I think that's the plan there. But for anyone out there who wants a link to this book or to read more about all the stories that we uh, chattered on about here in the news section, you can find them at poptechjam.com. Let's go get a five piece. Yeah.
Well, a few weeks ago, we promised that Don D'Onofrio would be back with a look at Apple's spring media event, but then it turns out Apple did not have a spring media event. Well, and we were confused, so we thought we have to have Don back on anyway to maybe talk about that and talk about these recent rumors of a Apple-branded speaker and whatever else they've got coming down the pipe, because next month is Worldwide Developers Conference. So, Don, welcome back to the show. Happy May. Yes, it's May already, uh, middle of May, practically. And as always, you've been watching the Apples. Yeah. One of the reasons why we really thought there would be a spring event this year was that the iPad Pro is now a year and a half old, which is pretty old for the iPads in general. Yeah, they usually don't let it go more than a year without yeah. a refresh, right? Yeah. In general, the Macs are willing to kind of let go yes, as much we've longer. Seen. Yeah. As we've seen, uh, we won't get into that whole interesting discussion. Yes. But the iPads in general are a pretty important product for Apple, and they're trying to be very competitive in it. So the fact that they've let that top-end 11.9-inch model go for over a year, a year and a half now, we really thought there would be something. And I guess you could start going down the list of why that is. I mean, the, the most popular theory is that they do have a new model that they're designing. It is going to be in what we suspect the style of the new iPhone this year. Oh, will this be rumored edgeless screen. Edgeless, no chin, no forehead, just like all sheet all of glass. glass. Uh, Water break. Yeah, and if that is the case, they would not want to debut that new design language on something besides the iPhone, which is clearly their most important and largest money-making product. So anyway, who knows what will happen, and we we may never know, but as someone who's waiting for to buy a new iPad Pro— Yes, you were desperately, uh, as I recall. —will have just longer to wait. Yes, all right, so there was no spring event, but— Now the runway is clear for Worldwide Developers. And as the name implies, Worldwide Developers Conference, this is pretty much their big to-do for their developers for both iOS and macOS. Have you heard anything about what may be coming in iOS 11 or macOS, mountain range, whatever it's going to be? In general, California landmark here. Yeah. uh, In general, Apple is very good at keeping the secret on those things because those do not have the supply chain leaks that generally hardware has, especially because of the intense intense interest in the iPhone. People love to read about it, and also, obviously, uh, competitors and everything else are kind of trying to get whatever advantage they can. Okay, so less blabbing opportunities there. I mean, I don't know what Apple will uh, include. In general, the trend has been moving things that are on the iOS platforms back to the Mac uh, over the last couple years, and also just trying to you know, provide deeper features on device. Apple does not like to do things in the cloud. Do you think they're getting to a design point where they're going to merge iOS and macOS and have it be visually this? I mean, they're heading in that direction. A lot of the stuff is starting to look the same. If you look at some of the app reminders and notes and some of the apps uh, between the two. If that were to happen, that would be a major change, of course, for Apple. Apple's been very clear that they feel that we have a great OS for you know, input-based things like mouse or trackpad or whatever that works really well. It has very small click targets because ultimately the when you're moving a mouse, you're ultimately actually controlling, clicking down to a single pixel, whereas obviously in a touch OS, it's much larger targets. And Apple's been very happy with their division of these two things. Yeah. Microsoft has obviously doubled down the other way. They've kind of been really trying to roll touch into their OSs, and that allows tablets where like that allows devices, I should say, where it's a tablet and then you rip off the screen and now it's – or you slap the screen onto a keyboard and it's, you know, a full – you know, running the full thing. And Microsoft has done that to mixed success. I have actually not – well, they just announced a new version of Windows uh, last week. I've not really played around with the Windows machine in several years. But in general, the reviews and everything are that it's kind of – you know, it's like a Swiss Army knife. It's useful to have and it works well, but it's uh, not really the right tool for every exact job. And so if you are doing a lot of – 
hybrid hiking or whatever it is you'd be yeah. doing to extend this army knife analogy. You know, it's it's not bad. And I guess we'll know in 10 years which which bet was right. I mean, obviously, each one has taken both each company a long time to kind of develop. As a Mac user, I do feel that, you know, we're getting so used to touching everything now. We're yeah. touching our phone. We're touching our iPad. We're touching bigger screens on the iPad. And, you know, every once in a while, I walk, I go up to my laptop, and I'm like, oh, I just want to scroll this over uh-huh. or do whatever. And that muscle memory messes you up. Yeah, and then you get a big fingerprint on your screen. But I don't know how Apple would do this because it kind of becomes a UI nightmare, but there are some certain basic gestures I would love to see Apple roll into, and I don't think they're going to do this anytime soon, but it'll be interesting to see if the market forces eventually force them to do this. Where, for example, pinch to zoom, super convenient, super easy. Yeah, you can do it on a multi-touch trackpad, but not yeah. on the screen, right? So, you know, would they ever consider, and maybe it wouldn't even be actually a capacitive touch screen. It would just be the camera or yeah. some other motion sensors where you just wave your hand in front of it and it does some scrolling or whatever. You know, that in general goes against the whole Apple thing where, like, it's something you have to learn and it's very hard. Yeah, and they like the intuitive. They like the natural. Yeah. But I think also Apple is very inconsistent now in several ways. Like, for example, on my iPhone, and I use this feature all the time, I think it's one of the best things of the 3D Touch model where if you press and hold on the Apple keyboard and press a little harder, it actually gives you a little thump and then it gives you a cursor thing you can move around so that if you're writing an email, whatever, you can move that cursor up a uh-huh. couple of paragraphs. So you have to be tapping around blindly trying to get yes. that line. And it lets you actually very precisely – I love that feature – uh, that doesn't work on the iPads, but there's an equivalent feature where instead of doing a force touch where you press a little harder, you actually put two fingers down on the keypad, and then it lets you move the cursor around. All right, so you have to remember so, which device you're on and what gesture to use. Yeah, and- so if Apple's willing to kind of have that difference, and I get why they have that difference because the – it's iPad a bigger real estate, has, right? Well, the iPad can't have force touch because there's a pencil on there and it's yeah. got all the pencil sensitivity. And maybe they're working on eventually having that pencil be in there. Finally, because, you know, they always have the big fall event. Right. We talked about the, the new iPhone coming out. You yeah. mentioned the, the screen-to-screen or the coast-to-coast screen. Right, uh, the with, full, full glass front. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the largest speculation in the rumor mill, the largest thing that's out there is will Apple be able to make – work a fingerprint reader that works through the screen where basically like you know in between all the little pixels in there there's sensors looking up and it there's like a target to, that you could put your thumb yeah, in and it would be your... only one area of the screen would work but you would put your you know so when it's in that mode a little fingerprint uh, icon would light up you put your thumb on that or whatever finger and it would uh, then work and in general there's been rumors all over the place about Apple can make this work Apple can't make this work Apple's also switching to a different type of screen technology called OLED, which in general has uh, great color and also lower battery consumption. Yeah, the Samsung so, ones have had that for a while, yeah, haven't they? Yeah. So. And I think Apple has not had it yet because Apple just buys, you know, Apple makes so many phones that the scale to which they even compare to Samsung, which also makes a lot of phones, the number of screens they need in a given year or in a given launch month is just um, more than one. Yeah. A lot more than one. And then the other thing is, will Apple indeed make a 7S and 7S Plus phone in addition to a new phone, which I think is interesting because it's breaking the lineup. They uh, have been willing to do that with the SE line, but uh, whether they do that, what they call it, will it be the iPhone edition? Will it be the iPhone Pro? Yeah, no, and it's uh, getting back to, I'm, you and I were at the keynote at Macworld in like 2004, one of the last ones they had in New York when Steve yeah. Jobs came out and said, we've got too many models, we're going to break them down, there's yeah. only going to be four models of desktops. Yeah. And he was very intent on really simplifying that product line and to, to see it kind of sprout the little branches again. I mean, if this is all 
coming true uh, makes you wonder, are they kind of getting away from that? Or maybe in modern times, call for a variety of phones because yeah. people got different needs. I'm, I'm of two minds. I mean, I do like the Apple where it's just like simple, like any color you want as long as it's black. Yeah. Not, you know, to quote Henry Ford again. You know, I think the the reasons for it is that one, because of that OLED problem we were talking about before, it would kind of mean that there's less uh, demand for it. And also Apple uh, really loves to have a high profit margin. And so if they had this higher end phone, that you know, people like you and I would probably yeah. be inclined to buy or willing to spend an extra $100 per yeah, phone. Yeah, to get the uh, Cadillac model. To get that. You know, and I do think there are a lot of people, and Apple obviously knows this uh, market very, very well, but there are a lot of people like my father-in-law and mother-in-law who were like, oh, we want a new phone and I don't care. I, yeah. like, I, mean, I was like, you know, probably they're going to announce something new like in two weeks and they're like, I don't care. I just want something newer than what I have. And yeah. I want something so, that takes nice pictures and I won't cry yeah. if I drop it in the toilet. Yeah. So. so they'll buy a 7S uh, and 7S Plus or whatever and it will still look good and be a good phone compared to the Samsungs if they are comparing against that way. And, you know, so when the guy there at the Verizon store is like, well, this one is this, this one is that, it will compare well in that uh-huh. comparison. And then if they want to go up the ladder, they can. Then they'll feel satisfied because yes. they have choices. All right, Dom. Well, we'll see, uh, I guess, in a few short weeks what they're going to have at WWDC. And we'll have you back to discuss the aftermath of all that yeah. and uh, where we think we'll go. a lot of uh, cool, fun things. And then we can start the speculation of what it's going to be like to really use it. And yes. Uh, the whole yeah. cycle goes around. It's Yeah. A, it's a and and, and then, you know, I'm sure there'll be yeah. new iPhone rumors by then, too. Yes. So. yes. All right. For everyone out there, we've been chatting with our own Apple guru, Don D'Onofrio, here, who drops out every once in a while to bring us up to date on what's going on out there in Cupertino. Don, thank you for being here with us. Always happy to be here. All right, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, we got to go. Yeah, we do. You've got uh, chicken to buy, books to read, things to oh, do. Oh, see, I had forgotten about the chicken. You know, you want it. Now you got me all hungry again. Uh, you, there's a KFC on the way home. You can just, yeah, you know, get no, you a little, you know. I got to lose some weight. I got to lose some weight. Oh, gotta, get, the get the grilled. You can get the get grilled. The grilled. <laughs> it's the diet chicken. Diet chicken, yes. yes. Diet chicken. I want a Zynga. A yes, Zynga sandwich. The Zynga sandwich. Yeah, not to be confused with the Dolly Madison singer. Oh, right, right. Remember or Bazinga. The, yes. Bazinga. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, could be some trademark wars here. I think so. Anyway, we got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it bros. And thank you, listeners, for putting up with us yet again for another week. Uh, we hope everyone had a lovely week. For those of you who saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we hope you enjoyed the movie. And wasn't that soundtrack something special? Don't spoil it for I'm me. I'm not spoiling it. Don't but, spoil uh, it. No spoilers, sweetie. Yeah, no, no spoilers. But uh, By just, the way, I haven't been watching Doctor Who this season. Yeah, well, I mean, Capaldi announced he's leaving. I think yeah. you're just going to stack them up and binge them at the well, end. Well, that's what I'm going to do, but it's, it, it doesn't seem to have that, like, pop cultural, you know. They have not been pushing it as much no, as they, they did haven't. previous seasons with the Matt Smith era and the tail end of the David Tennant. Yeah. So I don't know if BBC is shifting its marketing budget around or, you know, maybe they're running the commercials and we're just not seeing yeah, them. Possibly, or maybe they're just pulling back. Because We're all they watching American Gods on Stars or something. Right. I don't oh, know. You know, I haven't watched that. I haven't watched that yet. It's what a lovely think? book. Um, well, the book is great. Yeah, it's it's it's. I was curious to see how they would do it. You know, because Gaiman is such a, yeah. a distinctive writer. Yes, indeed. So far, so good. It's so making far, me so want good. to reread the book, though. American Gods by Neil Gaiman came out right. in two thousand one, I believe, before yeah. the world went all crazy. I think I'm going to reread it first before I. Uh, yeah, it. yeah. So, and and if you don't too. have stars, read the book. It's great. Yeah, read the book. But anyway, we we blathered on again. Yes, you uh, need to get going to get your little bucket parfait <laughs> and side of mashed potatoes. So uh, we will be back next week with more. Everyone have a lovely week. <laughs> Loving herbs and spices. Oh, you killed me.